The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. All right, so uh, the Bengals just just did a very nice thing. Wait a sec, George. What did we have for the Bengals win total this year? Uh, yeah, like over three. <laughs> right, so we're our win total so far, we've had six games in the 2018 season. They've all moved in the right direction, including this Cincinnati Bengals victory over the vaunted Baltimore Ravens. Let's rock. What an intro. Okay. So we're, we decided to record this because, uh, I mean, frankly, the Bengals' money line would get many people to do many weird things. In fact, we saw people do many weird things because of the Bengals' money line victory, which we will not expound on here. But we're trying to figure out the five games that we are going to pick to write in our weekly column, and we figured there's like a one in a thousand chance that this conversation is interesting. Um, which is the same, it's basically the same chance that like a Bill Simmons conversation works out, right? Fire. Do you ever listen to Simmons? Uh, no. There you go. All right. So we are firmly picking the Saints already. Yep. Minus nine. We did that. That's actually our lock of the week. Um, you're welcome. And we are also 100% taking New England. It's a pick at the moment. Um, that's Bortles Brady. It's obvious. Okay, so at the moment, we are trying to figure out whether we should take Atlanta, uh, minus five and a half, Houston, plus two at home. Tennessee, plus two at home. Oh, sorry. It's late, don't worry. Well, my internet literally just died. (laughs) So, uh, I was guessing. Um, You're right, Tennessee, plus two at home. Uh, The Cowboys, minus three at home. Uh, And what's the other one? Oh, Detroit, plus six. Against Jimmy Jesus. And not to forget, both of us picking against our favorite teams, Pittsburgh, minus four and a half at home against the vaunted Kansas City Chefs. And then, of course, so we're going to come back to the wait, wait. well of your favorite team's the Chiefs. My favorite team. I, I grew up a Vikings fan. Oh my God, no one cares. But I like the Chiefs. No one gives a um, You asked. I just try to make Stopsky and try and edit something. Okay. Um, okay. So. Here's my question to you. I feel like a lot of people have this conversation, right? A lot of friends have this conversation. Mm-hmm. If, like, what, what is the, the, the,
ultimate question that you want to answer to try and pick, like you have five games you're trying to pick. Mm-hmm. How do you weed them out? Yeah, <laughs> I would say, you know, for us, and I think the big thing that went into the lock of the week this week was this idea of what's the worst thing that can happen in this game and can we recover from it, right? So we, full disclosure, we're thinking about Dallas minus three against the Giants for the second consecutive year at home as our lock of the week. And we thought to ourselves, what happens if Odell Beckham is amazing in the first half of the game and the Giants get up 14-0 on Dallas? Or do we ever have a chance in this game, right? Right? Whereas we thought about in New Orleans, if New Orleans gets behind 10-0 in that game against Cleveland, they still have a chance to cover a double-digit spread or even a nine-point spread like we have it now. That's why we went with New Orleans. We have just a better chance of escaping some of the things that can happen. And I think that that's what goes into our minds. So when we think about something like Pittsburgh, minus four and a half, we think if Pat Mahomes is brilliant, right, is that still going to be too much for this? Probably not, because Pittsburgh is going to be able to steamroll Kansas City's non-existent defense, right? So all these things I think we talk about, and I think that's mainly what goes into our calculus. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a good first question. So let's roll through these games and rank them on a one to five scale. Five being we feel like the game is never out of hand. In other words, this team can always cover. And one being like it could be over by the first quarter. Actually, let's go one to four. Okay. Okay? So that way four is like it's never it, – there's always a chance. Yep. You're saying there's always a chance. And one being it could be over in the first quarter. You ready? Yep. All right. Atlanta minus five and a half. Four. I think this is never out of Atlanta's reach. Hmm. I disagree. I'm giving it a. Uh, I'm giving it a three. Okay. If it is a seven point game, at the end of the third quarter, if it if it's more than a touchdown lead for Carolina at the end of the third quarter, five and a half, I don't see happening. What about the What about the the fact that Cam Newton is an overthrow machine, and if Atlanta all they need is one score and an overthrow by Newton to yep. get up seven, right? I, so. I don't disagree with you, but what we saw last week, I think, is that Carolina is is willing to run Newton. Okay. They ran him in week one against Dallas. I think they're for sure running him in, in week two against Atlanta. Okay, so that one's out of three. I, I'm with you. I, I'll come back over the top to you to three. What about Tennessee plus two? You're not going to like this, but it's a one. So you think if, you think if like last season in... In Houston, Deshaun Watson and the Texans completely steamroll Tennessee. It, and it, no chance. Isn't there a situation where Mike Rabel just gets steamrolled by Bill O'Brien? I, I do agree. I also think, though, the issue is the number here is simply such okay. so that let's Tennessee has to win the game. Stop for a second. Because you had your criteria. We're going to go through it. I have my criteria, which I think will even it out. Okay? So what are you giving Tennessee plus two? I think it's a three. Because okay. I think Mariota, as we saw with him in Kansas City. You're wrong, but that's play. okay. Kansas City on the road in the playoffs. Better team in Houston. 
They came back and won because Mariota has it in him, I think. You're kidding me, right? That was that had nothing to do with Mariota. That had everything to do with the Kansas City offense falling apart because Travis Kelsey went out. Yeah, but does Houston have I mean if DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be targeted or they Tennessee takes care of DeAndre Hopkins, isn't that the same fate? Kind of, sure. By the way, we should shout out um, Fred Cadelli. Because yeah. he called me a slacker for not doing a post Thursday Night Football podcast. Because I do, we do a post Sunday Night Football podcast. And Fred is probably the hardest working person I know, despite the fact that he's probably the most successful person I know. So I, it, it just bears, you know, we should mention that. Fred, Fred's the man. Um, okay, so we're going to tie, so we're going to go to two there. Because I said one, he said three. We're going to move now to Casey Pittsburgh. Um, you go first. I think for the very same reason I just talked about Tennessee, I'm going to put this at a three because I think there are games. We've seen it, right? right where Pittsburgh against Jacksonville week five a season ago. Um, I'm trying to think of other games. Really, that was the one that sticks out to me. There are games where Pittsburgh gets behind and they just have no shot because Big Ben plays like crap and he might be hurt or something like that. But Kansas City's defense is so bad. They had so many drops against them. And I know drops happen and everything, but Kansas City's defense is not a a defense in which I'm going to place any faith in any sort of lead. And so, you know, obviously Pittsburgh has to win by about five or more here. So it makes it tougher, right? Because a a win by three doesn't get us here. But I think at the same time, Pittsburgh with that, you know, Antonio Brown, James Conner, generational talent, uh, you know, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, I think that they have enough horses where many of these games, in my opinion, end up where they Kansas City simply doesn't have a chance. But I do think if Kansas City gets ahead, we're still not going to be very confident that they're going to be able to hang, hang on to it. Uh, Favorite horse of all time is what? Who? Uh, Shannon Sharp. Wow. I mean, I can't argue Shannon Sharp over Sacretariat, but wow. Just saying. Aggressive. Very aggressive. I might go Terrell Davis since we're going with oh, that type of well, horse. I was, I was more with the uh, was it Ray Buchanan? Say look like a horse, right, right, right. No, no, it was per- Shan Sharp was perfect. Yeah, uh, absolute legend. I'm going to go three as well. Um, I don't need to mention any of the reasons because I think you said them perfectly. Um, by the way, I think people could hear me eating. I'm eating like really spicy chips and drinking a Santa Ranta sparkling water. By the way, fine. Right, like it's about. Can it's you imagine what the market was it's like about for, damn for time. this for this type of like uh, you know thirst quenching before before we had to wait. Like, do you know what I'm drinking? You know what flavor I'm drinking though. You can see it. Yeah, the treasonous tangerine. Treasonous tangerine. And frankly, during that game, I almost felt like cheering for Baltimore mm-hmm. because I wanted to see some compelling game. But it would have been treasonous tangerine if we might do it. Fair. All right. Next up. Detroit plus six. I'm going to go four here. I don't think I, – I, I love Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Niners are that good of a team yet. And here's what I'll say about this game. The Lions are the team whose entirety of their team was destroyed in week one. Mm-hmm. The Niners, it wasn't good, but they were on the road against a Super Bowl contender. 
So I, I just don't think there's – these teams are way too close for this ever to be out of hand for Mass Stafford and the Lions. Yeah, I don't mind it. It is a little bit heretical, right, um, with uh, you know, Jimmy G playing on the other side. Um, I do think, though – But I'm not saying that the Niners are losing. Right. It is, it is tough because the Niners, you know, when we backed them a season ago, what were the numbers like? The numbers were like they were plus two, minus one, minus two and a half, plus three, all those kind of things. This is plus six. This is different territory for them. I do think Detroit, when you look at their offense, Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, respect. Marvin, Marvin Jones, I almost said Marvin Lewis. I'm just engulfed with the, the, the Cincinnati success. Money line, man. And then uh, – and then, of course, like the generational talent that is LeGarrette Blunt in the backfield, should he play? Um, I do think that you know the Detroit Lions have the kind of um, you know it's I know they're a cap, but they have the horses to to sort of God. back Stafford uh, in this one. The Niners' defense, I think, held their own to some degree against a, a Vikings offense with some potential. Can you give it a rating? Yeah, I see. I see their rating. I'm just saying. I'm trying to one to four. It's, you came up with this thing. One to four. Uh, I say I would say three. So what is the scenario after three quarters where they can't cover six? I mean, if San Francisco gets up 28-3. 28-3? The Jets beat them by 31 on Monday night. Yeah, but did you ever feel like the, the Lions couldn't potentially make that a close game? I did, actually, because Stafford was like... Yeah, because it was 10 minutes left, they actually switched ESPN. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I do like the pick. I do like the fact that you are a, you know, quasi-49ers fan. I'm a full... I'm not a quasi-49ers fan. And you still like this pick? I, so, all those things I are love really, the 49ers. ...are reassuring to me. I'm a rational human being. Exactly. So, uh, I do like that. Okay. So we went, we end up with a three eight point five there, right? Three point five. Let's do it. All right, Let's last one. Yeah, last one. Giants, Dallas, Dallas favored by three. Um, I'm gonna go a two because, like, yeah, I think it could be over after one quarter, but it's never actually over after one quarter. But if it's halftime and it is fourteen to three, the Cowboys are not winning by more than three. Yeah. Um, and, and and Odell Beckham is the best player in this game. Right. He is the best player in this game. The problem with being a wide receiver, though, is you need a, a competent quarterback to distribute the ball to you. And I, I just think Eli Manning simply isn't that player yet. Will he ever be that player? It's that player yet. Uh, but, um, but I do agree. Like, there were times in the Jacksonville game where the New York Giants – um, you know, move the ball downfield, whether that be by penalty or by throwing to Odell. And I think that just scares the living crap out of me. Um, so I, I put that at two as well. Okay. I like your criteria, but I think, I think my criteria is a little bit better. So here's my, the game that I want to play. If this were week one, what would the spread be? Ooh. Sexual and violent. Because my take, my thing is, I don't. I think week one is it's overreaction city. All of these lines are reacting to week one. Should we react to week one? Uh, a little. I mean, a I little bit. Real. A little bit, right? right. Like injuries, sure. Mm-hmm. But 
the season doesn't even start till Thanksgiving. So, like, really though, I like if, if a line adjusts by two points after week one, like that's a lot. Given all of the different things we know about these teams from previous seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if this were week one, what would the line be? Carolina, Atlanta. All right. So let me let me use our nice little. Nope. You got to do it off the top of your head. Uh, no, we were cheater. All right. I think if it's week one, I I do I do think that it's probably minus seven. So if it's week one, that means Luke Keekley and Greg Olson are playing. I think it's I think it's this, I think it's basically the same spread. I think it's minus five. If they're not playing, I agree with you. I, I think it's minus. But seven. then why has the line moved from six to five and a half right now? Because people saw Cam Newton run, and we do like seeing that. Mm-hmm. It is sexual and violent. That's the same time of use that. So this is a win. Definitely going to go up, especially with me eating. Okay, here's another one. Houston at Tennessee, right? So the line right now is Houston plus two. Um, I think Houston looks a little bit better than they probably should after having almost covered against the New England Patriots, losing by only seven. If this if this is week one, what's the line? Tennessee at home, Houston on the road. What's this line? This is tough because I think part of this line is the Mariota thing. Being hurt and the Delaney Walker thing, yeah. Um, so unfortunately, like the last game, I think it's it, it's a little influenced by injury. But um, I, I would say, I would say Houston by at least two, right? People yeah. love Houston, yeah, right. So we don't, right, in our numbers. So we would have Tennessee as a minus like three, minus four, mm-hmm. and so. That's that's great, drifting me towards Tennessee as a pick for us this week. Um, I don't hate it. Interesting. So to kind of to kind of tee you up again, Pittsburgh at home against this Kansas. One, this is one I love. Yeah, because yeah. if this is week one, this is seven. In my unbiased humble opinion, I am U B H O. Yeah, so our numbers would say it's about minus 4.7 where the number is right now. But that's just based on, you know, power rankings. Right, you're cheating. Right now. Well, listen, we're a, we're no, a the point we're is numbers that we're, podcast. Right, we're debating the numbers that are on PFF Greenline, by the way. Head, get your PFF Elite subscription. Perfect. The, the point is that we are talking this through. So if, if it's week one and you're looking at if you're looking at what the market thinks of both teams, I do agree with you that it's like a touchdown. Because I think the narrative is Kansas City's defense is horrible. Bad. Stotsky. Um, and the the Pittsburgh offense is great, right? Antonio Brown's great. Mismatches everywhere. Mike Tomlin pantses Andy Reid, if you want Ooh. that visual, every single time they play, good. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Kansas City goes on the road, in air quotes, beats the Chargers, Pittsburgh plays, I would say, a meaningless game probably against the Browns in the rain. Everybody overreacts to it. Six turnovers. Six turnovers, which we talked about on the podcast uh, earlier today or maybe yesterday by the time you look at, you read this. This, this, this is seven. This, this is seven. So, 
There's no okay. way it's I, I continue. We're continuing on. Yeah. Detroit, San Francisco. What is this line if it's week one? Four and a half. You're right. It's four and a half. Because I think Detroit disappointed people more than San Francisco in week one. I think if you look at... It's not even close. Yeah, because San Francisco... So you're a Niners fan. You come out of that game against the Vikings. You're disappointed. But you're not saying, gosh, this team's a disaster. You're saying the Vikings are a better team, and they beat them, and it was a one-score game. We had a lot of opportunities. We're not a terrible team, blah, blah, blah. If you're Detroit, there's a significant number of Detroit fans who are saying, listen, we just got beat by the Jets. We allowed 35% of Sam Darnold's passes to be positively graded. We're terrible. And by the way, you giving Sam Darnold no credit for his positively graded passes is hilarious. I'm not giving him no credit. I'm saying, but Detroit fans will, right? Like every, like the, in, in Detroit's fans' minds, they're 0-0-1. Zero, zero, they zero wins, zero losses, beat themselves once, right? So that's kind of how every fan base thinks. Sure. Okay. I think we agree on that one, though. New York, Dallas. I think this is three week one, sadly. Yeah. Um, like, what were Dallas? We're, so, here's my question. If you're a Giants fan, and I just simply can't be, if you're a Giants fan, are you disappointed in the game that they played against, against Jacksonville? Or are you satisfied with the fact that a team that went to the AFC title game a season ago grinded out a win against you, five points, three points if Barkley could take in that two point conversion, blah, blah, blah. Manning didn't look. Horrible. His one interception was tipped and all that kind of stuff. Because our numbers would say, P.F. Avila would say Dallas is favored by five, six, seven, eight points here. Which I think is just the fact that we're just so low on the Giants because their coverage was bad a season ago. Their quarterback play was even worse. You're so bad at playing this game. It's amazing. That's true. It's like disappointing. But we're like... Okay, so we were the lock of the week, you know, week one last season. Dallas minus three or minus four or whatever at home against the Giants. What has changed since then? I mean, a lot of things. Right, I, I agree with you. Understand. Odell Beckham is there for yeah. one. Yeah, that's big. That's huge. Getting your best player back. Our opinion of Dak Prescott is what? Lower, far lower, far lower. I don't know. I, I think there's a chance that if this is week one, it's four. Dallas is favored by four. Okay. Um, I think I think the, the goose egg, essentially, that they laid in Carolina is bad in the minds of many. Um, and I think, here's the thing. I, I think the Giants won in the minds of many against Jacksonville. I would disagree, but I don't. I don't disagree with you. I disagree with the idea that they won. Then you agree with me. Yeah. Good. <laughs> they they won in the eyes of many, but they didn't win. They did not look impressive against the, the Jacksonville. Jaguars. That's literally what I said. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I literally said they won in the eyes of many. What were your eyes? A part of the many job is the question. Help us all. Okay, that so. was that. So, 
I'm annoyed because I think my thought exercise works best on New England and New Orleans, who we've already locked in. But if those games are played in week one, it, both of those lines are, are higher. Yes, very much. And, uh, and I, so I think we're getting a ton of value there. Okay. So we've got we two. So what do we do? Based on what we just talked about, your third most confident pick is what? Detroit plus six. Mine too. Alright. What's your fourth? My fourth. This is tough. And uh, I really like the Atlanta pick because it's the one that is most counterintuitive to me. And we like those. And I and I I always feel like I'm stupid enough to, to be, you know, <laughs> and my gut feeling is counterintuitive enough to be wrong. The gut feels. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like Houston, Tennessee. I'm with you. So that leaves us a fifth pick. Um, my my inclination is towards Pittsburgh. I want to see, I think Big Ben's healthy enough to play. Um, that's going to be obviously the decision. So that's like sort of my like hang up. Right. Because I think it, it's no chance if he doesn't play. Yeah. But it, but let's think about the, the, and I know that this is not necessarily analytical, but let's think about from the perspective of the Steelers. One of the teams in your division is 2-0 and after tonight. Right. Kansas City, if you lose to Kansas City, they're 2-0 and with a game ahead of you in terms of a tiebreaker for first round bye, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, to me, as much as I like the Chiefs, I think they're playing with house's money. Yep. Right? Their goal had to have been in their most rational of minds to go through one and one through two road games against two teams that are highly favored to win their divisions going into the season. Yep. I think uh, Pittsburgh needs this more. If I'm looking at uh, do needs it more. I think I think it's similar with Atlanta, but there's a really good chance that by the end of week two, every single team in the NFC South is one and one. Carolina has a legitimate defense. Correct. Kansas City does not have a legitimate Legitimate defense, Correct. especially with Eric Berry not playing. Correct. So I'm going to lean towards Pittsburgh, which would put us at New Orleans, New England, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Detroit. Who says no? I say yes. I say yes. Uh, Dallas and the Giants. Go for, go from a possible lock to not even making the cut. So I, I, I'm going to say this for the people that are deciding to listen to this. <laughs> um. I think there's a chance this goes to two and a half, in which case I'm taking all the Dallas I can find. Um, I, I think I think there's no doubt that both of us will invest in Dallas at some point, uh, whether it's Sunday at four or you know Sunday at seven twenty nine. Yeah, um, it, that's just such a. The, here's the thing for me with that game is. I'm not confident that the better quarterback is the one favored. Like, and, and, I, and part and of that Eli is, Manning is the other quarterback in the game. That's so damning. 
that it's really hard to go with, right? Like, if I knew Jason Garrett was going to run Dak Prescott, but I'm not, I'm not confident that they're willing to do that. So, um, that worries me a little bit. Okay, well, you just listened to us. Um, that was us trying to figure out our uh, fix of the week. Raw content. I lost, I lost my voice screaming for the Bengals, which feels terrible. To be perfectly honest. Listen, man, anytime Mike Renner's wearing the 69 dad jersey, you have to root for that team. And so we obviously filled the bill. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun hanging out. And hopefully you get a little bit of a glimpse into our process, which is not only math-based, right? Our models are very, they're, they're very mathematical, but we have to pick these games of the week. And this is kind of part of our deliberation process. Yeah? Oh, it is. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa Automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa Automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details.